I am so excited and so humbled to be with you today. But I want to share the most important thing to me is that in this house, we express generosity. It's not simply a chance to give and we give it from our hand. Our hand has a couple of bucks and we look down and say, oh, I should put that in. It's not simply that you would want to give it from your head. My brain says I'm supposed to give money at this time. The greatest thing right now would be that you would give it from your heart. From your heart, the abundance. A wonderful scripture in Proverbs 9. He's on assignment once again. Proverbs 3, 9, and let me read it to you. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. So powerful because the tithe is not even ours. We shouldn't even touch it except for to bring it to the house. When you walk into the house of God and you bring in that tithe, you say to yourself, I am honoring God. I am honoring my creator because I am bringing back what is already his. The first fruit is his. The offerings that go above that is when we truly learn to express generosity in our lives. And our ushers are here now. I say, thank you, North Coast, for your generosity. The amazing gifts that take place in northern Ohio are because you express generosity. Father God, we are so thankful for the generous people that you've placed in our pathways and in our lives. The ministry goes forth all through northern Ohio because of the generosity of these people. We say, bless this seed, bless this tithe, bless these offerings. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. What an amazing gift it is to be here with you today. It is such a privilege. Pastor Troy, Pastor Becca, two amazingly, incredibly important people in our lives. Yes, I have them as my own children. I feel like I have watched them grow up, and I did, Pastor Becca. I tell her on occasion the story, Jeremiah. Can you picture Jeremiah? Coming across this parking lot in a geo tracker. Um, amazing times. 100% of the time, I will tell you, yes, I've been blessed to be behind the scenes with them. Social settings when they're in Florida. We would say we're out breaking bread. That sounds religious, right? We're in a restaurant having a good time. But there's never been a moment that I've heard either one of them speak negativity, speak evil, speak loud words towards each other. There's never been a time when they're in Florida and I see them. They begin to share what? Vision. They start casting vision, telling vision. They're talking to me about you. How great this church is. How awesome this church is. The goals, the visions, the dreams that they have for Northern Ohio. It is so exciting when they start telling me. It almost makes me want to come back. You notice I picked a nice warm day to be here. In the middle of a hurricane six weeks ago, Death, destruction, can't even comprehend it. Pastor Troy saw a negativity. He said, that can't be. So what did he do? He got in a vehicle. He came to Florida. Who goes to Florida when there's a hurricane? We're leaving Florida to get away from a hurricane. He turned a negative into a positive. And immediately he's back on assignment in Ohio. What an amazing man. What an amazing gift they are. I love God's word and I love to talk about life. I'd like to spend a few minutes with you today talking about life. It's such a privilege to talk about life because life is where it's at. When people share stories and they tell me about their struggles, their tragedies, their triumphs, it is so moving to know what other people have gone through in life. 
So I'm going to ask you right now, do not, do not, do not raise your hand. Those of you online, you're more than welcome to raise your hand. Are there any millionaires in this room? My own grandson. Any billionaires in this room? All right, Mark's wanting to talk about money because he knows money. No, has nothing to do with it. Think about your heartbeat. I was in the doctor's office recently, and they put this little apparatus on me, and it said 98.58. 98 was the oxygen, 58 was my heartbeat. So my average heartbeat, usually resting, is 60 beats per minute. We don't even think about our heartbeat. We don't count it. We may once in a while check our pulse. 60 beats a minute. How many minutes is how many minutes? How many beats is that in an hour? You can read it. I put it up there. The amazing audio people put it up there. 3,600 in an hour, right? So how many times a day? 86,400. Now, for many people, 60 may not be your resting heartbeat. It may be higher. 100,000 beats a day. In 10 days, 12 days, what happens? You become a millionaire. You can say that word. Don't be shy. Say that word. I am a millionaire. And in a lifetime, two and a half billion beats average. Two and a half billion. I am a billionaire. Pretty easy to say, isn't it? We go around all day doing our activities, doing things that we're doing. We don't even think about our heartbeat. But now let's talk about our blood. If your heart is beating, what is it doing? It is pumping blood. Pretty amazing. 2,000 gallons a day. We're going to talk about uh, 730,000 gallons per year. That's an incredible amount of blood beating, blood pumping. What does your blood do? Blood brings oxygen and nutrients to all parts of our body so that they will keep working effectively, correctly. Lay that down there for a minute. The blood also can clot, bring protection to the body. The blood also takes materials such as carbon dioxide and waste from the lungs, kidneys, livers, digestive system to be removed to protect the body. Constantly bringing in, constantly pumping out. 730,000 gallons per year. 50 to 60 million gallons in a lifetime. Have you ever even thought of that? We take it for granted every day of our lives, our heartbeat and our blood. So you are a millionaire once again. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Pretty spectacular. The human body, what brings all that blood pumping through our hearts? What brings all that blood going to all of our organs? The circulatory system. Our arteries, our veins, and our capillaries are how long? Do you believe that? 60,000 miles is more than twice around the world. 25,000 miles around the world, so more than twice. We don't even comprehend I can't comprehend that. I am sharing this with you for just a moment for you to start focusing on humanity. We were listening today, amazing worship time. Words we speak when we worship, words we speak when we praise, words we speak into existence, change atmospheres. The words we speak echo in eternity. It changes atmospheres around us. 
there was an atmosphere changing taking place during our praise and worship time. We are in a house of miracles. We are in a house of miracles. What a powerful worship statement, because we truly are today in a house of miracles. Our human body is a house of miracles. Can you imagine all of that blood, all of those heartbeats, all of those veins, capillaries, everything that God created? It is amazing, and it's because they matter, right? I did my research and checked things out, and then you know what I did? I did what everybody else does. I went to Google. Fact check. Check it out. Find out if it's truth. All the presented information I've given you today, yes, you can find it on Google. You know that commercial? Bonjour. I learned it on the Internet. Must be true. There are people right now in life, right now in this house, will say, you trust Google more than you trust God. Every fact I gave you, you didn't think, man, he's a liar. He's crazy. You accepted the facts. I got them from Google. I looked on Google. People trust Google more than they trust God. But what does God say about the human body? We know what Google said. We just looked it up and verified it. What does God say? God tells us in his word. God's word is incredible. God's word is so inexhaustible. You can search. You can research. You can learn. You can study. You can never find an ending to the gaining of knowledge. Psalm 139 Starting in verse 13. Amen, amen, amen. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret. Intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them, fearfully and wonderfully made. Heartbeat, blood pumping, veins, arteries. Can you imagine the schematic, the DNA God placed in each and every one of us? We are so fearfully and wonderfully made. Look at your neighbor right now and say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now look at your neighbor and say, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. No, you are. I love it. Amazing. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. God knows your assignment. You know how I know? Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. He's telling Jeremiah, I already know what you're going to be before you were formed. I already knew who you were going to be and what your assignment was. How powerful. Troy's not in the room. So let me tell you. There was a time in Pastor Troy's life, he thought his name was Jonah. Right? He wanted to run from God, not to God. But God knew before he was born, before he was formed, he would be an amazing lead pastor of this church. And God knew his assignment. And it will always be, if he has to throw you in the water, some fish spend some time with you, he will get you turned in the direction that you need to go, that you need to be. And as you can see, Jonah, Troy, 
Pastor Troy became an amazing leader once he submitted his life and his authority to God. So you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Our heart is beating, our blood is pumping, arteries, uh, circulatory system, veins, everything is functioning. We are fearfully and amazingly made. And yet, in all of this fearful and wonderfully made, we have issues. How is that possible? How is that possible? So I ask you, what is your issue? Don't be embarrassed. I will stand here before you and tell you, I have issues. I've had issues. This young lady over here knows them all. And yet, here she is with me still. Let's take a closer look and talk about it. The book of Mark. Powerful book. Amazing book of life. Amazing book of miracles. Uh, many chapters start out talking about what Jesus is doing. He's out and about. We're going to go to Mark, Mac, Mark chapter 5. Starts out, uh, Jesus gets out of a boat. Shows us Jesus is in the ship, constantly making references to him crossing over. He runs into a demon-possessed man. Changes the demon-possessed man's life. He changes his life because he spoke life. He changes the man's life because he said, I am the changer of life. You move on down Mark chapter 5, you come to Jairus. Jairus is a ruler of the synagogue. This is a man of importance. This is a man of authority. And yet here he is bowing down before Jesus saying, my daughter is sick. My daughter is going to die. Will you go with me to see my daughter and heal my daughter? I have faith and believe in you to heal. And as this was happening, there's a large crowd, a large entourage. Jesus said, I will go with you. And we're going to start in chapter 5, verse 25. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years. 12 years. That's more than 4,000 days, more than 4,300 days. And she had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus. Throughout the whole region, there was reports, this man is here healing people. This man is here making a difference. So she knew the reports about Jesus. She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, what we say is so important. The words we speak echo in eternity. The words you speak better be words of life for yourself, over yourself, over your neighbor, over your family, over your region making a change in your life. She said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. She did not say, I need to touch him. I need to take a selfie. She did not say, if I get a batch of popcorn and pop it up, give me some Ohio State Buckeye jerseys because they'll make some money they won yesterday. Um, I can get some more money and go see another doctor. She did not say that at all. What did she say? What did she speak into existence? I will be made well. I will be whole. And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd all around us, pressing around you? And yet you say, who touched me? How can you even think somebody touched you? We're all bumping into you. And yet you say, who touched me? She looked around, and to see who had done it, he looked around, 
The woman, knowing what had happened, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go and be heaped. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Her faith, her faith, her faith. Twelve years of suffering. She spent twelve years of, I'm not good enough. I am not enough. I cannot do things. I cannot do anything. I cannot accomplish things. She was shunned. You think in twelve years you're going to see every physician in town? That means she went to some of the best physicians, meaning she spent more resources, that it could be kept a secret. Your neighbors know, your friends know, your family knows that she had an issue. The same for all of us. We walk in here today, we put that church mask on. Hi, how are you? Good to see you. Glad to see you. We're okay. The easiest lie you can tell, the lies you tell yourself. I'll be better tomorrow, God, I promise. I'll make that change starting tomorrow, God, I promise. We lie to ourselves. She was very honest with herself. She clearly had issues, just like all of us. So what did this woman do to change her life? Because you repeat the same things, get the same results. Twelve years, obviously, she had repeated the same things. What did she do to write new chapters to her story? I loved it when Pastor Troy was talking a while ago about chapters of our lives, writing new stories. Number one, it is all about Jesus. She heard the reports, but she knew it is all about Jesus. This person will change my life. This man will change my life. He is the anointed one. Christ will change my life. For all of us, we know that our life will change when we put Jesus first. We make Jesus the top priority. Number two, she touched his garments. She connected. She made a connection. Right now in this room, each and every one of us must make a connection to Jesus. There are people in this room, you may never have acknowledged Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your leader and your Lord. Today is your day. You know in your heart that you have something that is an issue. This lady had a serious physical issue, but she suffered with emotional pain. She had trauma in her life. She suffered. Verse 28, if I can even touch his garment, I will be made well. So powerful. Number two, be honest with yourself. We must take the eye test. 30 years ago, I was in a very neg negative situation. And I was upset. I was angry. I was frustrated. Are you listening to me? All of these are starting with I, not E-Y-E, -E, I, mark the ego. God, what happened to me is unfair. God, what happened to me is not even the truth. That person lied. Thank you, young man, for making me feel at home. Sweatshirt and shorts. That's Florida. I am upset. I am angry. God, this is wrong. This is what happened to me. I went on and on and on. I this, I that, I this, I that. In my anger, in my frustration, they lied about me. Don't you know what has happened, God? This is so wrong. Holy Spirit said, examine yourself. Me? I'm the clean one in this situation. I'm the perfect one in this situation. I did nothing wrong. Of course, you know what happens if you do examine yourself, right? 
You have to be honest with yourself. You have to look yourself in the mirror and say, this is the truth of how it was. This is the truth of what happened. So I developed 30 years ago, E-Y-E, examine yourself entirely. And that's what this lady did. She examined herself and said, I've gone for 12 years. I've spent all of my resources. I've given my whole life to trying to find a solution, trying to find a cure, trying to find something that will change my life. I have never found it. I must be honest with myself. I must do something else. What is that something else? Number three, it was a leap of faith for her because, you see, she didn't want to be out in public. She didn't want to be seen. She didn't want to be around the crowds. She didn't want to be known. That lady with the issue of blood is near me, is next to me. But she stepped out in faith. She took the first step. For each and every one of us, that first step is the biggest step. That first step is the largest step, and it can seem like it's the hardest step. But she stepped out in faith. She went out into the crowd. She went out. Yes, there's an entourage. And yes, there's PPAs next to Jesus. Security people everywhere. I can't get there. I can't touch him. I can't reach him. Didn't matter. She said, I will touch him. Prayer is our first response, not our last resort. For so many people, it's negative, 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 till we're in a horrible situation, we're deep in the ditch, and then we cry out to God. It's our first response, not our last resort. As young Marys, our faith was tested many times for Betty and I. Went through different situations, you're growing, you're learning, you're raising children, a lot of things going on in your lives. I'll be honest, prayer was not always our first response. May I be very transparent? As a young married man, you're learning how to budget, you're learning how to um, have money, family, all the things that go on, expenses that are incurred. I had more faith in overtime. If I can make an extra bucket work, things will be better. If I can make an extra dollar, stay four more hours overtime as a production employee, things will change in my life. I trusted overtime more than God. When did I finally be honest with myself? I had to give an eye test. God, I'm not putting my faith in you. I'm putting my faith in a dollar. So um, our lives changed when we begin to learn budgeting, for one thing, but to truly trust God and pray. First response, first response, first response. Something happens to your children as they become teenagers. Incredible years, teenage life. Things happen. To learn to trust God, make it our first response is prayer. Life-changing. She reached out and prayed because she believed, I can touch, I can change, because I touched Jesus Christ. Incredible verse, Jeremiah thirty seventeen. Beginning of this verse. For I re will restore health to you. For I will restore health to you. And your wounds I will heal, declares the Lord. What are we talking about today? Issues, wounds, emotional wounds, physical wounds. You were a child and a teacher said to you, you're stupid. You'll never learn. You'll never be on the honor roll. You went out for sports. They said you're not good enough. You're not fast enough. You're not athletic enough. Anything you've heard all your life was never the truth. For God said you are fearfully and wonderfully made. We go to God's word to find our identity, to seek our identity, not someone on the street. 
Um, so, for I will restore health to you, and your wounds will I heal. Jehovah Rapha, you know that? He's been here all day, hasn't he? What an amazing healing and restoration presence has been in this room all day. It is a house of miracles. The Lord who heals, Jehovah Rapha, is in this room today. John 10, 10 tells us, The thief only came to steal, kill, and destroy. What did Jesus tell us? I came to give you life and life more abundantly. This lady with the issue of blood, she knew for years all about kill, steal, destroy. That's all she lived. Her whole experiences were negative experiences. She didn't know the Jesus of abundant life until she reached out and touched him. In this room right now, Jehovah Rapha. In this room right now is healing. In this room right now, there is restoration. Our altar workers and our altar ministers are going to come forward right now. If you're in any assignment, elder of this church, pastors of this church, altar workers, come forward right now. There's a healing anointing in this room. We say right now that you are good enough. I don't know your issue. I don't need to know your issue. Each and every one of you be honest with yourselves right now and say, there is something in my life, there's a category in my life that I need to make a change in. Amen, amen. Through fire. Heal my disease. Can you imagine? Right now, I'm asking you, as your friend, step out in faith. Everybody can stand. Step out in faith and say, I will touch the hem of his garment. I will connect to Jesus as never before. I will bring my issue and lay it at the feet. Right now, Jesus is in this room. Rafa is in this room to heal. I ask you to come forward. Step out in faith. Step out and know the healer is in this room. The healer is in this room. Amen. Father God, we are so grateful. We are so thankful. We acknowledge you, Jesus, as our healer. Jehovah Rapha, the one who heals. You've had emotional abuse. You've had physical abuse. You've had physical issues right now. There are people whose organs are not functioning as God designed them. You've been told you have liver failure, kidney failure. Your heart is not functioning. You've been told you need surgery. You need a major change in your life, an operation. I say to you right now, healing and restoration is in this room. Step out into this room right now. Come forward and these mouth ministers, these elders of this church will pray for you and bring healing. Step out in faith. We thank you today, God. We are so grateful and we thank you. Jehovah Rapha is in this room. Amen, amen, amen. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for healing. We thank you for restoration. Families, relationships are being healed. Lives are being changed. Because we are stepping out in faith like this lady with the issue of love. And saying, I will touch the hem of his garment. We are so grateful and so thankful today for healing in this room. We thank you for all of these altar ministers praying with people. 
making changes in people's lives. We are so grateful, Father God, for the change. We are thankful for the operations of healing in this room today, right now. We are so grateful and so thankful. Privilege for us to be here with you, Lorraine. I challenge you to dream big, give bigger, and love best. We will see you next Sunday night at 6.30. Time of celebration. Thanks, Mark. We love you. Were you blessed this morning? What an incredible Sunday to be together again. And man, I'll tell you what, I know it's been mentioned, but last Sunday, I'll tell you what, there was a presence of God that has impacted me the entire week. It's so important to be in the house of God. One Sunday, the last Sunday of the month, invite that one friend, that one family member, that one coworker, and get them here in the house of God. This morning, I'd like to remind you all before we go, we are going to be gathering just over to my left in the back. If you're serving in any capacity here at Church of North Coast, we'd love to celebrate with you just for a few minutes. If you're interested in being a part in serving here at Church of North Coast, volunteering specifically in many different ministries, but our children's ministry, in music, in our tech department, any area of ministry for that matter, please stick around just for a few minutes. We want to feed you lunch, hang out with you, get some more information to you, and bless you. Live right, love everybody, pray hard, have a great Sunday. We'll see you guys back here on Wednesday at 7 o'clock.